Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. We're talking about parenting today. You know, you really have to invest in your child in order to have a return, in order to see a return. And I hate to say it like that because it sounds cold, right? But there's an energy here that's really related back to the old paradigm of parenting, which is do what I say or else, right? It's that kind of stuff. I grew up in it. Most of you guys listening may have grown up. You know, when I was a child, you didn't have rights. You couldn't say something. If you did say something, you might pay, pay dearly for it physically, uh, emotionally, verbally, in all ways. I'm working right now. I work with families often. It could start out as a couple and then I end up working with them on uh, parenting because we were all children. When we get wounded, which we all do in childhood, if we haven't healed that, it comes through our parenting. It's inevitably going to come right through into our parenting. And that's like our younger self is still alive and well and running the show within us versus our wiser self our more compassionate, patient self is running the show. In order to grow happy, healthy, well-adjusted people, it's really helpful that they can receive a lot of love, a lot of trust, a lot of patience, a lot of compassion versus blame, shame, finger pointing, right? You should have known better. I told you this. I told you that. So it's important that we start to honor that we're actually growing and we have the opportunity to grow people, not objects, not things. I think it, you know, it can be challenging for parents to understand, understand that their child is not them. They may have traits, they may have things. A lot of times those are kind of developed out of wanting to be like a mom or wanting to be like dad. It's that kind of stuff. And, but sometimes we look alike and, and all that. Basically, ask yourself the question, what kind of child do you want to grow? You're probably going to say, I want to grow a happy, self-reliant, confident person who makes good choices in life, and there may be a longer list for you. You know, I want to say parents, and you've heard me say this before, it's not what you tell or say to your child over and over again that I see sticks with a child. What really sticks with a child and makes deep impressions upon them is your actions. Now, if you're verbally abusive, then I would say that falls into this category of actions. That's consistent abuse. We're talking about actions, and when I talk about actions, what I really mean are parents show their children if they have time for them, if they're interested in them. Parents show their child if they feel like what their child said was something that was stupid or doesn't matter. Our children get to experience dismissiveness, shame, rejection, blame, all kinds of stuff. And... You know what? There's a lot of good, I'm sure, that's going on for everyone too. But this is feeling a little heavy on one side because it's important to understand that or understand that we naturally 
transparent to the degree of developed adult we are, in a sense, or a degree of a developed human being that we are. If we're still a young child with wounding from our own childhood with mom, dad, right? And that would mean like if you go to Thanksgiving dinner and you still get triggered by somebody in the family, that's an example of a wound that needs to be loved. So when people decide to have children, it's really important that they do their inner, you know, heart work, that they, they start to heal the boo-boos inside so that they can offer their child a space for trust and, you know, compassion and openness, camaraderie, mutual respect. But so often what happens is life is busy, life is crazy <laughs> at times, right? Especially now. And we're all doing the best that we're able to do. Yes, for sure, that is true. But I want to say that when we get overwhelmed in life, it's not our best sides that come and shine forth. It's actually our worst sides that shine forth or that come out. Oftentimes, those who are around us the most are the ones that get to experience this, you know, this other side. You know, parents often say, I don't know how to get, you know, so-and-so to do this. You know, they're doing that. And I wish they would just you know, find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or I wish they'd hang out with the right crowd, or I wish this, or I wish that. Well, the truth is what I see with parents initially, okay? And I'm talking more about when parents come to me and I'm working with someone who's, you know, is kids that are like in high school. Parents typically, they haven't been comfortable enough to really get in the trenches with their children, a lot of what we learn as people is to live on the outside of ourselves and on the outside of relationships, on the surface, on the periphery. Because of the pain that is still within many of us, it's uncomfortable and we are afraid, consciously, subconsciously, to get too close, to go too deep, to really take a look at. So we're you know, growing our children and we can only have a relationship as deeply as we're able to go within ourselves. And when we're able to go deep within ourselves, we give our children permission to be okay with ourselves, to be able to laugh at ourselves. And we do, then we don't experience the terseness of a family, for example, who gets offended so easily because you forgot this or you didn't do that, you didn't say the right thing, blah, 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 blah. And that's a challenging feeling because what happens is you feel like you're bumping into people all the time. You're never doing the right thing. You're never saying the right thing. And it leaves you feeling, well, you know what that feels like. Imagine if you're a child because that is often the life of a child. And they go to school and they experience the same thing because you know, our teachers are overwhelmed and they have lives, they're people, they're human beings as well. And so, you know, here we are. So I wanted to have this conversation today because I feel like it's just, it's really a conversation. I, I would like you to think about your own parenting. I would like you to think about what you feel like you experience with your kids. What would you like to change? What is it that you know makes you sad about your relationship with your child? 
but you don't know how to change it. You might wish you were more able to communicate with them. You might feel like they push you away, they shove you away, those types of things. And I'm going to share a little bit personally here because I resented parts of my parents when I was young because I didn't get what I felt like I needed. And I don't feel like any of us have gotten what we needed. And I'll speak for my parents too. I don't feel like they got what they needed from their parents in a lot of ways. And I will say that that's been going on for generations of time. So this is not a podcast to start blaming and shaming any of us. This is somebody needs to start talking about it and I'm okay doing it, right? I've done enough work on myself to, um, <laughs> to share with you that I certainly have caused a lot of boo-boos in, in my own family and within my own children. And I have healed a lot of boo-boos within myself. My greatest joy is helping humanity learn how to heal their boo-boos <laughs> and to be able to walk forward and feel like a whole person and to feel whole within themselves so they can go deeper in all of their relationships. But of course, their relationship with self is most important. So let's go back to me and feeling angry, resentful towards parents when I was young. And I can tell you that a lot of the reasons I did is because I never felt like I was really that important. I did feel like I was getting dismissed a lot. I also felt like I was put in a position when I was a child that only an adult should be put in. And a lot of us listening can relate to that one too. You know, I know people today who think it's really cool when their 16 year olds get to drive because then if they drink too much at a bar, they can get picked up. And that sounds fun the first couple of times, but when you're the child who's doing the picking up, it doesn't feel so good because the child knows that, well, we don't even know how the child feels, first of all, about you drinking. Oftentimes children, they don't love it because when mom and dad drink, they're different. When mom and dad drink, they aren't available. And that leads to uh, feeling rejected and abandoned. And so if I'm a child or a teenager and I feel rejected and abandoned already by my parent, and now they're asking me to start taking care of them when they do something that causes a lot of those moments that I've experienced with them. It will push me away from them. It will make me have to protect myself because they're not able to protect me, because they're not able to see that there's probably some love that the parent needs or a boundary um, that the parent you know, it'd be great if the parent was able to put in place. That's an example, and I've experienced that. I've experienced being the child who takes care of the parent when the parent is doing something, you know, kind of slipping into a younger kind of energy so that I had to pick up the pieces like I've lived this. I can tell you what that experience is. Another one is just feeling like no one has time for you. They ask you to do a lot of things. They're always worried. They're always telling you you're not doing it the right way. I had a lot of chores when I was a child. It was just, it was, it felt like I was in jail for many, many years. I'll be honest. Um, you know, I was in charge of just so much stuff. It was quite overwhelming. 
you know, as I got older, I was really grateful because like high school and activities, you know, I was allowed to do those things and it gave me freedom and it gave me hobbies. And so I wasn't, you know, then I had, I guess, an excuse to get out of the house and, and spend more time on myself, developing friendships and doing all those normal teenager things. And I'm, and I'm grateful for that. But as a child, you know, when you feel like you are constantly working, you're either working in school, and school was really hard for me too, so that probably seriously compounded the whole thing. I felt like I was always working. I was working in school, I was doing chores, I was, you know, babysitting or taking care of this, taking care of that. It didn't feel like it ever ended, right? Look, I'm a fan of chores, right? I'm a fan of children learning responsibility, feeling good about themselves. I think it's really important. I think it's also important for um, families to do things together in that way you know, cleaning up the yard or something like that, you know, it's more of a community thing. Kids may complain, but you know what, at the end of the day, it's nice to know that you all did it together. I can remember feeling just so lonely as a child. And I think that was because I didn't feel like, and I think this goes for most children, we don't feel like we have someone we can really confide in and talk to, right? We're, sometimes we're at an age where we don't feel safe to share what's going on in our household with a friend or with somebody who is a classmate, but yet we might not feel like it's safe to really talk with mom or dad about what's going on in the household. Let's say that there's a second marriage and, uh, I'm, you know, and I experienced this one too, you know, um, let's say that there's a stepmother or father now in the family and let's say you're not too keen on that person. You know, you've, you felt violated by that person. You don't trust them. Um, you don't feel safe. You, it's not like you can go complain about them to you know your birth parent because then they might get angry at you. It's funny, you know. It's like we know what we can say and we know what we can't say. And my experience for being a child is it's like every man for himself in a household. <laughs> Right, and the bigger the family, it I've seen families, it's gotten even more so like that. I guess, you know, I'm sharing all these different experiences, perspectives, to kind of open this conversation up for you. Maybe some of what I'm talking about is what you're experiencing or, you know, you've experienced in the past or you know someone who's experienced it or you know of, right? There's a lot of different things that I brought up, but perhaps you've been an experiencer in one of the ways that I've shared here. So in order to kind of bring this to full circle and offer some piece of, you know, what can we walk away with today? We've talked about a lot. If you're a parent, I guess the first step that I would say to anybody really that comes to, to see me is the relationship with yourself is what matters the most because that's where you have the power to change a lot of lives, a lot of lives. You make changes within yourself and you change and touch. You have the ability to touch every heart within your family, whether it's in your immediate family it also goes out to your extended family. When you're able to treat yourself better, when you're able to be more compassionate with yourself, 
you're a shining example, a loving example of someone who takes care of themselves and cares. That's an example for your children. Our children need to see these examples of what it really means to care for ourselves, what it really means to have self-love, self-appreciation, to really know how to nurture ourselves, how to sit down and rest. It's not about going, 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 doing, 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 and exhausting ourselves. That's teaching our children to repeat that generational pattern. In order to break these cycles, in order to break these disempowering patterns that we're all carrying with us until we start to heal parts of ourselves and then they start to just kind of, they fade, they fade away. And then you just step forward with this, this new happiness, <laughs> this new peace, right? This new tolerance and less mind chatter less doubt about yourself, less anxiety, right? So that you can really hold space for you and hold space for your family. Maybe you were the screamer a few months ago, but after listening to this podcast, now you're like, you have a new way, new, a new way that you want to act and behave within your family. Maybe there's a pattern that's getting really old. That was me. There were patterns I was, I was doing and they were getting old. They were getting my attention. I couldn't stand myself anymore, frankly, right? So what did that mean? That meant that I needed to start being on my side, learning how to love myself so that I could actually help my family. And that's what I did. And so now I, you know, I help others go outside of my family, but you can do this too. You have the ability, you have the power. And if you're listening to me, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're a child or whether you're an adult, if you're a parent or not, it doesn't matter. We all have these things, right? If I'm talking right now to an eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old kid, the wounds and the sadness and those things that you experience, I bet your mom and dad experienced them too because we all experience a lot of the same things. We all carry these wounds, but it's our job to roll our sleeves up and to choose ourselves and to become our own savior. It's no one else's job to save us, right? And when I say save us, I mean to start loving and learning how to love ourselves, starting to be a loving advocate and offer yourself more and more love so that you can be happy and so that you can spread the happiness and you can show others how to do the same. That's where I'm going to leave the podcast today. I want to say thank you. This went on a little longer than I thought it would, but I hope it was helpful. Talked about a lot of things. And if you have any questions uh, about anything that I have brought up here or you would like to get more information or learn how you can break your own habits, and learn how you can take steps to help yourself on your own journey, please reach out, okay? Uh, KimberlyBell.org. And Kimberly is K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. And last name is Bell, B-E-L-L.org. Okay? Be well. Talk to you all soon.